Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where you didn't know it and neither did I, but it seems we've been living on Mars. Yep, we've been living on Mars. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for listening. My name is Miriam L. Wallach, host of That's Life, head of social responsibility at Cross River, and, you know, just all-around parade-goer and attendee and broadcaster. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison or right before Yussie's live lunch. Yes, so thanks to everybody who chimed in either during our broadcast on Sunday or after our broadcast telling me, oh, I watched the show again. Oh, it was so great to see you guys. Oh, I didn't see you at the parade. Were you there? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. You didn't see me marching because I wasn't. I got about three of those. Those those are perplexing, I have to be honest with you. But anyway, for those of you who listened to the broadcast, who hung out between 64th and 65th, who were able to enjoy our broadcast, we had a good time on Sunday at the Celebrate Israel Parade. It was at the coldest parade I've ever experienced, I think, in my lifetime. And I have a feeling that a number of people would agree with that. Um, but nevertheless, it was really, it was a beautiful day. It was well attended. I know that a number of people have been, um, I don't want to call them Debbie Downers about attendance, but let's say, um, uh, let's say realists about the number of attendees. But I think that that serves as a reminder that none of us should take the Celebrate Israel Parade for granted. We all have a personal responsibility to be there if we can. And if we can't, I hope that means that you're already living in Israel and so you're celebrating your own way. But either way, my thanks to everyone at the JCRC and of course, thanks to Yoni Pollock, thanks to ZK, thanks to Nachum himself for all the coordinating that the parade show requires. And of course, for um, giving me the continued opportunity to sit next to him year after year and be part of that broadcast. Um, in a in a ha-ha kind of cute moment almost, um, somebody who called Nachum and to give him feedback about the parade referred to the broadcast as you and that lady sitting next to you. Well, you know, I've been called worse. So I would just say uh, as, as the person, or in this case, the lady who was sitting next to him, I had a great time at the parade and can't wait until next year. Again, of course, our thanks to the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, for their continued support of that broadcast and of so much of what we do here at the Nachman Siegel Network. Let's do the national holidays. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm remiss. I I didn't mention what I mentioned. I didn't explain what I mentioned when I when I talked about Mars. Um, Anybody who was in the New York, New Jersey area, or frankly at this point, anybody who has um, any technology at their fingertips or in the last 24 hours would know that the uh, wildfires in Canada have uh, descended upon the New York, New Jersey area and a variety of different areas, but obviously I'm speaking um, from my point of view and from where you can find me and the air quality here in the New York, New Jersey area yesterday was, uh, to, to put it nicely, abysmal and toxic. And uh, it literally looked like a dark, dark orange to dark brown at about 1.30 in the afternoon yesterday. I, I can't explain it any other way. First of all, it became really dark. And second of all, it was, I mean, it wasn't, it, it didn't look like a storm. It didn't look like a storm. It looked like it was, um, I mean, I kept on joking that the aliens were finally coming and that there was, you know, every time you see those movies about aliens, they look like they're in a big ship and it's getting dark and they start descending and all of a sudden there's a there's a pole and there's a shadow on the ground. Yeah, it didn't look exactly like that, but it certainly was that ominous. 
And so, yes, there were people who were, shall we say, uncomfortable, even though we were clearly in a safe um, environment and that we were, I don't know, indoors in a building. But yet you could smell that campfire smell even indoors. That's not a good smell to smell indoors. It's okay when you go outside every once in a while, like during the summer, oh, somebody must be having a campfire. Not when it looks like the entire state of New York and state of New Jersey are the actual campfire. So it was it was a little bit something. Uh, it didn't help that somebody, i.e. me, was walking around saying it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. If you don't get the reference, I can't help you either. But... Um, about two hours later, by about three o'clock or so, certainly by 3.30, all of a sudden it became lighter again outside. The, uh, the spaceship left. It went to a different part of the planet. I don't know where it went. It seems that the air quality is not really going to completely show a real improvement until Friday, which um, is crazy in and of itself. But um, to all our Canadian listeners, frankly, you guys have been great until now. You've been quiet neighbors. We get, you know, hockey from you. We get maple syrup from you. We get a lot of really good comedians from you. This this Canada, this we could have done without. Let's do the national holidays. National holidays today include Ghostbusters Day. Now, I'm sorry, but that is funny. Uh, it's also National Best Friends Day, National Brain Tumor Awareness Day, National Caribbean American Awareness Day, World Oceans Day. Shout out to anybody who knows actually how many oceans there are on this planet. And then one of my favorite days, Oopsie Daisy Days. Now, I will say that the reason that Oopsie Daisy Day is one of my favorite days is because my friend Aliza Cinnamon still, even though we are 47, likes to say Oopsie Daisies. And I think that that's funny because nobody else says it. So it reminds me of her. Let's do the fortune cookie and then let's talk about kosher food. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see how good this fortune cookie is. Let's see if it's actually... um, um, omnipotent. If you don't know what omnipotent means, I can't help you. Let your social instincts off the leash and talk to all and sundry. What? Okay, let your social instincts off the leash and talk to all and sundry. Um, I don't think this makes sense. Sundry is not used this way. That That word does not make sense here. Um, social instincts off the leash and talk to all and sundry. All right. I got nothing. So the answer is, um, not only is this fortune cookie not omnipotent, but it's not at all present at, in the least bit. You're listening to That's Life here on the Nahum Siegel Network, and I'm joined by Elon Kornblum, greatkosherrestaurants.com. He is the kosher restaurant fan, the, 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 no, the, the, all source. Oh, he's maybe he's the omnipotent restaurant guy. Maybe that's a good name for him. Is that a good name for him? We'll find out in a second. But Elon Kornblum joins us and brings us back to a conversation that Nahum started earlier in the week with our friends from Flashix Magazine. Elon, good morning. Good morning to you. You are funny. Well, thanks. You know what? I'm, it's I, nice that- I enjoy. I enjoyed that intro. It's that nice very- that it's nice that one person thinks I'm funny. <laughs> Um, it's funny and sad what's going on, but yeah, crazy worlds we live in, huh? Yeah, it's a it's a little bit nutty. It's a little bit nutty, and not just because I mean, not just because I, I mean, it was red yesterday. You saw it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course, people are putting on masks 
right? People are putting it's on ironic. masks. Ironic, ironic, because during COVID, we were outside with fresh air. We can take it off. Now we got to put the masks on outside now. Correct. Take them off inside. Correct. And by the way, as, as I was driving to the studio, I'm seeing that people are wearing their car, their masks in their cars again. Yeah. Well, some of the air does come in, but yeah, we're it's in a no judge zone, right? Yeah, we, I mean, I hear you, except for the fact that you and I both know that those masks don't have air filters on them. So, right, right whatever. We'll deal with that another time. Listen, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. So it was great to see you, by the way. Nah, it was great to see you. I love the float. We all we actually look forward to the float every year, and I'm happy that you brought up the parade because Nahum said to me at one point, he's like, "We haven't seen Elon lately. So not lately <laughs> yet. We haven't seen Elon right. yet. So the truth of the matter is that you should just know, like, if at any point you're wondering, shoot, is this worth it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Not only should you do it, but we were waiting for you at this also point. You're expected. For me also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me and okay. you, <laughs> we're yeah. there for each other. We're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Exactly. We'll get other people on board. But uh, yeah. but I thought that Thank the parade you. was well attended. I was happy to see you there. I'm happy that you guys still major, you know, continue your commitment to the Celebrate Israel Parade the way you do. Absolutely. People have got to show up. This is how we can do it. There's not many things that we can do. This is something that we can do. We, we get counted. We get seen. Yep. This is, you know, how we try to support what we can from America. And it was. It was a, you know, nice day. People came out. wasn't was what it was 20 years ago. But, right. you know, we got to be happy and, and continue to, to – a good fight. Well, the truth of the matter is that you just gave me an excellent segue because speaking of things that weren't the same as they were 20 years right. ago, breaking yeah. news last week. I mean, wait, what a segue, by the way. Um, and Thank since you. you're a baseball fan, I'm like, dude, you just threw that one over the plate for me. Um, that yeah. way to go. Breaking news last week was the announcement that Kosher Fest, after 30 years, is coming to a close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, were you surprised or you saw it coming? We, we all saw it dwindling. Okay. I was surprised that it was, let's say, this year. You know, mm -hmm. I thought maybe that it would be another year or two and, you know, there would be rumblings of like, okay, this is the last year we're going to do it. Let's, you know, finale. Um, you know, you could do something with Manasseh where it's kind of a tribute. And I, I felt like there could have been a closure where we could have ended it with, you know, okay, this is the last hurrah. Mm. Obviously, they felt it wasn't worth it. Uh, you know, this is all driven by business. If it's not going to make the money, then close it down. And that's probably what happened. They just saw that people weren't coming back. It was too hard to do. And they said, let's shut it down. But so it was It was certainly sad. Again, I spoke about it a couple of times. I have had some great memories. I've been with it for 18 years when they first started the magazine, give me an opportunity to give out the magazine to thousands of people, meet thousands of people, restaurants from all over the world, face to face. I was able to kind of shake their hand, speak to them, build relationships. And that's, that's been lacking um, over this last couple of years with zoom and, and all that, which is still great. And uh, so I, I, I'm sad that it's gone in a great run. We have to appreciate that, you know, they were the for, forefront of these kind of food shows and go look up to them. And, yes, we are moving on to, to other uh, events and other things, but, you know, we, we, miss, we will miss them. But were you surprised that it made the news that it made? 
I, I think so. I think it was for, especially for those in the industry. Again, we've had so many times we've looked forward to where, okay, this is the big show, you know, and this is a, Again, it was a trade show, and we can talk about why it didn't work, you know, the last couple of years and what happened. But it was still the only trade show where it was there for business, and if people were there for business, it was something that, you know, it was worth it. If you were doing something else that was more important, okay, good. But if you weren't doing anything that was more important, you should have been there to make those connections. You never know networking. So I think for a lot of us, it was. Yeah, it, it was a big news. It was, you know, an uh, era that for less than 20 years we've been part of it. It, it. it was a big deal. So a lot of us, you know, weren't surprised. We did see it coming, but it was something that we hoped that it wouldn't. We hoped that maybe it would be saved. We hoped that it could have shifted. So, I, yeah, I think um, it deserves. It deserves the, the, the news that it got. And so who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? No, that's for sure. And I agree with you. Who knows what's going to happen? It's funny because when, when I, when Kosher Fest first launched, I, to me, and I'm not in the industry and I've never been in the food industry, just a, uh, a food spectator, shall we say. I, I always looked at Kosher Fest as, wow, there's, there's one for us now. You know what I mean? Like the same way when Oreos became, when Oreos got, went under the OU. When Oreos went under the OU, it was like, oh my gosh, now we have Oreos. Like, you know, like we'd been starving beforehand and this gave us some kind of like kosher validity. And so when, when Kosher Fest first launched, it was like, wow, now we get one where you can walk in and eat anything you want. Or, or all of these people are displaying their wares and, and they're and, and are so important to the industry that there's so many of them that they can get together all and be in one place. Like we've made it. You know what I mean? No, for sure. We've been to some shows, the New York restaurant show in Manhattan. That was, you know, you, you almost like you're happy. Oh, this is under supervision. Okay. I can eat like a chocolate bar right? or, you know, I can have a, <laughs> you know, a hummus, you know, with a cracker. So this, yeah, this was certainly, you know, we, we made jokes. It's the big kiddish. It's the, it's the fresh, you know, all those things. But yeah, certainly again, for those who took it seriously, for those who prepared and there were people who, who spent a lot of money on the booths, who spent time. And again, myself who brought, you know, whatever, whether it's the magazines or, you know, prepare to meet with, you know, all these different restaurant owners and all that. I, you take it seriously it's part of your business. It's a big, it's a big loss. And we hope that again, it will be replaced somehow. Oh, I hear that. And we can talk about the potential replacements in a second. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm joined by Elon Kornblum, greatkosherrestaurants.com, and, of course, his foodies group, which probably has, I don't know, 6 million people in it at this point. How many, how many people? Almost. Are- there are almost 83,000 Jews in, oh my God. in one group, you know, is, is certainly uh, – a lot of entertainment, you know, my anxiety is people's <laughs> entertainment and, you know, moderating, but it's, it's a great group. Thank God. A lot of information, a lot of industry um, situations that we talk about. Yeah. I'm so with you. Everything's so fine. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a fun group. Yeah. Yeah. We, we certainly was a big topic with kosher fest uh, on the group. Yeah, I'm sure. And by the way, I should just want you to know that for me, when I'm looking for a restaurant or I'm looking for information, I still go straight to you. 
Basically, yeah. Yep. So it's great. It's That's... Search it. It's, it's nothing better than getting other people's information and hearing what they liked and you go, you know, yeah, as well. For sure. And the fact that you moderated and it's not, you know, total lunacy. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> um, is really yeah. appreciated. So let's talk about what's coming down the pike in terms of the two other fests that have that are been announced and are taking place rather shortly. But before we even discuss each one of them individually, I mean, would if Kosher Fest hadn't announced that it was closing, would the New York, New Jersey area, would the kosher food industry have been able to sustain three fests in 2023? Probably because it's, you know, let's say we're in June. So this is November. So it's still five months from what kosher fest would have been. So I think that it still would have been, you know, okay. But, and then I'm curious, I'm curious how these two shows are going to be because there's going to be a lot of vendors and I'm curious, you know, why they're coming to this show as opposed to why they didn't go to either kosher fest, you know, or they stopped going to kosher fest. So I am curious to see what, you know, vendors show up, you know, what they're going to do, or they're going to go all out. Um, you know, how productive it's going to be. So I think that, you know, these two shows would have been happening anyway. Uh, and so, I don't know, I think that uh, maybe that was a part of their decision, mm. that they saw these two shows happening and they said, you know, it's it's too much to do. So that could have played a role. Uh, but but, but, um, in your, but from your perspective, because they were, they potentially would have been so, sp- like, enough spaced apart, that we, you know, at least for 2023, maybe we should have seen how it goes, right? Right. Right. I think I, these are a lot of consumer-driven ones also. So right. if, you know, there are going to be some business dealings, but still if, you know, business to business, um, two days, you know, those who've been involved know, you know, already what they are going to get into. I, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I wish they would have reached out to, to those in the industry and said, listen, we're thinking of, closing um what do you think you know again uh, who knows what what their mindset was obviously they felt it's time to close up yep no they 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 did and i'll tell you i was in israel when i heard the news and i i was in israel when i heard the news and i like even I stopped in my tracks. Like, it's newsworthy. It certainly was newsworthy so let's talk about the two shows coming up you start Right, so there's the J Food Show. It's happening in I think a week. Mm. Um, so that's going to be day one. Will be for business. Day two will be for consumers. So again, you know, I'm curious how it's going to play out. Um, and then you have Kosher Palooza, which is the end of June. I mean, when the kids are at camp, you're able to go uh, to to that show. That's going to be a, a one day show where it's going to be also a lot of business and consumers, uh, but a lot of you know, demonstrations, food, uh, culinary uh, talks. I'm actually giving a talk and moderating at that uh, at the Kosher Palooza about restaurants and a panel discussion. So, it's this is kind of like a what Kosher Fest was. I we we I did panel discussions during, you know, for years during Kosher Fest. So they're they're doing what you know Kosher Fest did, but maybe I think more social media, more modern, mm. more influencers, more cooking demos, uh, making it more fun for consumers. I think that might be a big difference of, you know, these two shows. I hear that. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, if there was something, 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? So right. when it came to Kosher Fest, I'm going to say this politely, it was broken from at least the the perspective of the people who were behind Kosher Fest. It was broken and it was irreparable. But clearly, now that it's sort of, you know, that's the model that Kosher Palooza is, is let's use the word mimicking or, or uh, you know, mirroring in some ways, shape or form. It might not have been as broken, but maybe it just needed to be that one day. Yeah, I probably needs a fresh start. You know, I think uh, Shlomo, Flitch Magazine, you know, he's he's in the industry, he knows, and I think maybe a fresh start is what's needed. Um, and so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and it's a, cons- Again, it's a considerably yeah. different price point. These two events are considerably yeah. different price points. So the J Food event is—is is it forty dollars a day, or that one ticket gets you in both days? It's a good question. Let's we can find out. And <laughs> um, in, in the meantime, we can talk about the fact that the other event, right, Kosher Palooza, is one hundred and forty-nine dollars. Am I right? Right. I think a lot of influencers are giving twenty dollars off, including myself. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's one fifty with the discount. Um, by the way, yeah, I'm looking. J Food Show is day one is fifty, and day two is forty. So, you know, for I guess yeah, both days it might be ninety. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, I think it'll be. I don't know. I don't know what to, a lot of them are doing. The marketing and they're showing. You know, I'd like to see what it's going to be. I think the first year is always going to be a test. So it's it's hard to know what exactly is going to happen until it's done, but I'm glad I'm glad that there's two shows at least that um, people can go to and talk about food and products and get together and see. And this is this is exactly what I liked about Kosher Fest was seeing everyone and and spending a whole day about just talking about uh, what's going on. So. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope people come out and support and, you know, have a good time with it. And they're both going to feature new products, correct? Right. Yeah, I think a lot of the new vendors, I think, the, the, and again, I don't even know what they're charging. I don't think they're charging as much as Kosher Fest was. I think that's also maybe one of the reasons why just it was too cost prohibitive mm-hmm. for these new um, companies to come in. But, yeah, I, I think a lot of these new vendors who couldn't afford to go to Kosher Fest say, you know what, here. I can afford this. They'll work with me. I'm sure they're working with everyone the first year to get out there, put put their products out. And so, yeah, there'll probably be a lot of new vendors, a lot of new products uh, to try. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how many bags people take. Mm, that is right. another reason why Kosher Fest, you know, it was almost like people didn't like the fact that people were taking so many bags of food, but then people didn't like the fact that they couldn't take so many bags of food. So couldn't please everyone. I know a lot of the food actually, you know, I know you do a lot of work with Maspia. Um, I know Maspia is going to be taking a lot of that leftover food right. uh, that's that's not eaten. So that's a great uh, way to, you know, continue and, and pay it forward. Yeah, so, and, I, and actually, I, you know, you're bringing this up 
And I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's something we should overlook. And I know we only have a couple minutes left. It's not something we should just overlook as, oh, that's a nice thing. You know, so many things that we do today, you can do them or you can do them and give meaning to them. You can do them or allow them to have a soul. And, right. and so, yeah, you can go through the motions and you can do whatever you want and you can just have a day or you can have a day that has some meaning in it. So there's something to be said for, okay, I may be spending more than I want to on a ticket to a coach food event, but I know that there's there's a responsibility. There's a social responsibility. There's a community responsibility behind the event because this food is not going to go to waste. This food is going to go to Muspia. And so I feel a little bit better about spending X number of dollars because there's a there's a there's a purpose to it. And so it 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 adds a little bit to this event in in a way that other events don't. And I'm not comparing this event. I'm not comparing the two events. I'm just saying in general when you have a when you have some kind of community driven mission behind it, it makes people feel better about spending a certain dollar amount that they wouldn't otherwise want to spend. Here's a, here's sure. another and let's talk about Disney for 20 seconds. You take your family to Disney right? It's $100 a day just to get into the park. At least, yeah. Yeah. Before you buy a Coke, it's a hundred bucks, right? And so you want to max out that hundred dollars. You want to, and every time there's a ride that you want to go on that is closed, it's annoying. And you're saying to yourself going, I just spent a hundred dollars a person. It cost me $500 to get in my family. It's it. I better get a full day out of it. But here, if there's a part of you that somehow or another doesn't feel that you got your quote unquote money's worth, at least you know that it went towards a purpose of serving a great organization. You, sure. And I and there's something to be said for that. I don't have to tell you. You're the guy whose chesed is behind the foodie group. Yeah, no, feeding others and being able to um, conserve and, and make sure that that food and is used properly and then it's People who are needed, you know, needed are, are fed. Absolutely. But you, you made a great analogy about the Disney thing because I do want people to take it seriously. I do want people to take advantage of the day. And if you're going in, don't go through the motion. You know, make the connections. See who's coming, especially if you're a business. And, again, that's why I, I brought up with Kosher Fest. I took it seriously. I prepared. You know, I, I made sure that I spoke whoever I spoke to. That you know, whether it's a business card I got or a phone number I put into my contacts, or you know something that a relationship that I can you know use for later on six months from now, or I bumped into you. So when if you go to these shows, you know really invest your time. That's where you're going. Don't make it, make it meaningful, right? So I think that it's important that if you you know it's an opportunity. Listen, if you're doing something else that's more important, like I said, go. But if you're not and you're, you like food, you're in the industry, you know, you like to, uh, you know, talk about, celebrate food, go there and enjoy yourself and really make it worthwhile. You're 100% right. Elon Kornblum, thank you, as always, for joining us here at the network. We really appreciate it. Kosher, great kosher restaurants and great kosher foodies, right? Absolutely, yep, that's it. And that's where you can find him. Elon, I can't wait to talk more about anything food-related with you. I'm going to have you back soon. Thanks so much. Great speaking to you. Thanks. Have a great day. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Single Network. We're going to quickly go into this song because I've been so excited. Finally, we got Aryeh Kunstler's Pisku Lee. It's his new... 
See, we're so excited for it. Um, it's his newest release. It's getting great buzz, and for good reason. My God, it's Kunstler. Don't miss a minute of our programming. Yussies, why? Continues with the live lunch in just a few minutes. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. For your call. I've been through my darkest days. The thunder and the rain. Every price I had to pay. Now I'm standing here at your gates. I fell so far, but I found my way. Open up my eyes, let me step inside